Like, yo, what's going on, good people? Today is Monday, November 13, 2023. Time is 9.05 a.m. Eastern Time. And you're on with another episode of The Bridge, episode number 188 of The Bridge. Get down with Big Ron Brown, Big Fish, King Fish, it's all the same. Here, bringing my humble opinion about things that's going on in our everyday lives, things that we like to talk about. Mainly for myself, is music, sports, politics, current events on a local, national, and global level, things that we like to discuss. Got a packed show for you today. A lot of things to get into. Got more updates on the war in Israel and everything that's going on over there. Uh, congrats to Sherelle Parker on her um, victory um, in Philadelphia as the first um, woman mayor. Abortion rights fuel Democrats' victory in major states. President Biden um, speaks at um, Amtrak's um, Bear facility with a major deal that gives them a lot of money for rebuilding for the infrastructure. Uh, some news that happened with the San Jose police um, officer who was fired because of the remarks he made. Um, during the election last week, six states receiving suspicious letters. Uh, we got some college, NFL, NBA sports to get into. Major news that happened in the sports world involving two, two guys named Jim, Jimbo, and old coach Jim up in Michigan. And the actors agreeing to come back to work after a four-month standoff strike. But as always, uh, what I've done the past two or three years, uh, COVID is not a global emergency anymore, but it's still out there. Pandemic may be overweight, but COVID 19 is certainly not. It is certainly not. People, please, as we get into the holiday season, temperatures start getting cold, flu season starts to ramp up, COVID 19 is also right there in, um, in the mix. If you have not done so, please go get your vaccination. Please go get the booster shot as soon as you're eligible. As I always said, if you've listened to me over the past few years, I understand you might have some questions. You might be a little worried about getting the vaccination, but doing nothing is not an option. Once again, the pandemic may be over with, but COVID-19 is not. It's still here. You still can get it. So if you have not done so, please go get your vaccination. Please go get the booster shot. Once again, we can't eliminate it. We can only reduce it. But doing nothing is never, never an option. Um, uh, some news on the, on the war in um, Israel. Uh, U.S. strike. Uh, U.S. Um, is now over there in full capacity. They struck a weapon facility in Syria that has been used by Iranian back um, back group. Two hostages were released from Hamas over the weekend. Still, more than 200 being held at the time. Israel military says it has destroyed over 130 Hamas tunnels since the war began in October. And Hamas is claiming that they have killed more than 10,500 in Gaza started in um in October. Hospitals are crumbling over there as we speak. There are no emergency room operating at this time over in um over in Gaza. They try to bring in fuel over there. There's just oxygen levels are running low. Um, food levels are running low. Resources are running low. And it's just I'm hoping that they are able to get people out of there as soon as they possibly can because temperatures are getting ready to drop and as we all know, the most vulnerable places in the world, hospitals, nursing homes, schools, and residential areas. And it's a complete war zone over there where children are just being bartered like they're, like it's like they're commodities over there. And over the weekend, I heard this one lady say, no children in the world should have to deal with this. No child. And the fact that they, children are not a commodity to be bartered and sold like on a stock exchange. If you give us this, you will. If you give us this, we'll give you your children. No child should have to be placed in a situation like that. And when I heard that lady say that over the news, it was heartbreaking. It 
was extremely heartbreaking. No child in the world should have to go through and deal with something like this. And it's just, that's who I pray for. The innocent and the, and the most vulnerable over in um, the Middle East, over in Ukraine, here in America. That's who I pray for. That's who my heart goes out for. The least of us, the children, the elderly, the sick, those that have, the have-nots, the ones who are stuck in a situation where they cannot fight for themselves, they can't fend for themselves, and they don't have the resources or the money or the means to leave war-torn situ- situations and war-torn territories like what's going on in the Middle East and what's going on in Ukraine. That's who I think about. That's who I pray for. That's who I thoughts and prayers should be going to, the innocent and the ones who had nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it whatsoever. So um, that's what's going on. The ladies, the latest that I saw what was going on in the war in Israel over there, President Biden, of course, has been in um, unwavering support. As I said last week, at least 13 to 14 billion dollars has been allocated to them by the United States and also from the United Nations in support of Israel resources, money. The United States, the military is over there in full force and they have been supporting um, Israel from the day one and they will continue to do so as well as Ukraine. Uh, President Biden said, I believe a week or two ago, it's in the best interest of the United Nations to support Israel and to support um, Ukraine in this war. I mean, basically, it's coming to a point where you're either on one side or the other. You can't, you can't, you can't just walk straight. You can't walk the middle. You have to pick a side. And for the sake of our, for the sake of all of us, it, it comes down to that. You have to pick a side. Who, who, are, who are you? Who are you? Who are you siding? Who are you sending your money to? What do you stand for? So, local news here in Philadelphia. I want to say congratulations to Sherelle Parker becoming the hundredth first black woman and first woman, period, to become the mayor of Philadelphia. Uh, Sherelle Parker won that um, last week in the election here in Philadelphia. Congratulations to her. Um, she said, basically, she said in her acceptance speech, Philly born, Philly bred, and now she'll be Philly until the day she's dead. And she has a steep uphill because, listen, I've been living in Philadelphia for 18 years, and Philadelphia, if you're in a police commissioner, mayor, elected official, it's not for the weak at heart. It's not as heavy as the head that wears the crown. Because city of Philadelphia, if you are if you're if you're not if you don't have a relationship with God, if you don't have a thick skin, if you are easily shaken, this city will eat you alive. But she is she's from here, she was born and raised here. Um, I am pretty sure she is up for the task. I am pretty sure she is prayed up. I am pretty sure she is ready. I'm pretty sure she understands that the wolves are in wait. They are waiting. They are ready to attack her from all sides. And I'm pretty sure she's ready for that. And so for those who believe in the power of prayer, please send some to Sherelle Parker because she's going to need it. Because if you're an elected official, especially mayor of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you need the whole armor of God when you walk out here in the streets to try to make change, to try to do things the right way, to try to help impact people's lives in the right way. We've seen the greed, we've seen the corruption, we've seen the nonchalant attitude, we've seen the from low response to no response to certain areas, especially when it affects brown and black people in this in this in this city. The underfunded underfunded schools, the the the, um, public schools is going on with the asbestos and 
and the lack of attention and renovation that's going on there, the attention or no attention that they have not been getting. So, Sherelle Parker, she has her hands full. But I do believe she's the woman for the job. I do believe she's going to do a good job. So, my congratulations to her. Looking forward to um, what happens in this city under her watch. Because every eye, whether they're good or bad, whether they're it for her or against her, is on her from right now. Uh, President Biden spoke, um, transitioning from one political person to another. President Biden spoke at an Amtrak Bear Shops in Bear, Delaware, and also at the time presented Amtrak with a $14 billion in funding for infrastructure, bridges, new equipment, things that definitely are needed, especially on the Northeast Corridor, because uh, me being working for Amtrak for 18 years now and living in Philadelphia in the heart of the Northeast Quarter, the Northeast Quarters between Boston and Washington, D.C. This is definitely the money maker for Amtrak. And I think any and everybody knows that. That when every, everywhere else in the country may not do as well as that Amtrak would like them to do, the Northeast Corridor is going to make the money. The Northeast Corridor is going to have ridership. It's going to have the numbers are going to be there every single year. And with that being said, some of the most decaying, uh, crumbling infrastructure as far as bridges, as far as tunnels, is in the Northeast Corridor. It's the most used, it makes the most money, and it's some of the oldest infrastructure and and um, bridges and tunnels that, that are used in the country, it's probably in the world. We have certain tunnels that have been here since the Civil War, 150, 60 plus years ago, that our equipment, electricity, water, tunnels, oil, whatever, are still are being used. These tunnels go all the way back to the Civil War. And they have been needing upgrades for years. And the fact that this infrastructure bill comes in now, it's better late than is I mean, it should have happened a long time ago, but it's better late than never. So kudos to President Biden for that because there's some major areas in the Northeast Corridor that need to need attention and they need it now. So kudos to him for that. Something else I want to speak on real quick um, in regarding the election that took place last week. Six states are reporting receiving suspicious letters, um, possibly laced with fentanyl because of the election that took place um, last week. A lot of reason, a lot of people are believing that those states um, had a, a lot to do with abortion rights and other things that's going on because some people in those states feel like the election because of a narrative that one man wants to speak that all of that, he believes the election of 2020 was stolen. Now you may have this thing where people believe all elections are rigged, and now they're going to do anything to disrupt the uh, political process, like sending letters, possibly faced with fentanyl. Uh, so six states received those letters. No one was injured. No one was um, hurt or anything like that. But the fact that you have this, and every, it's like every, now we've got to wonder every time that there's an election, you have to wonder, is this going to be an ongoing thing? Because people feel like every election is rigged, every election is stolen because of what happened in 2020. See, when you generate that type of thing, that type of paranoia, that type of idiocy, that type of um, just, 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 just lunacy. That's the only way I can, there's only, it's only so many words I can think of. It's just not true. And it's just everybody, anybody with, that's, that's an adult that has common sense. You know that the 2020 election was not stolen, it was not rigged. And now every election going forward, you have to wonder, is that the people's mindset? 
if they don't trust the political process. Listen, I get it. Left wing, right wing, they're both the same. They're both on the same bird. And you really can't trust either side. This is my personal opinion when it comes to elections. You have to pray. You have to pick the lesser of two evils and pray and hope for the best. But I don't believe any election is stolen. I don't believe any election is rigged. And that's the narrative. That's the thing that we have to get away from. We have to get away from that. Um, transition to another um topic I want to speak on real quick. A San Jose police officer was fired over the weekend, apparently after making some very racist remarks during text messages um that took place in that location. Um, won't call the officer's name. I don't. I forgot his name, but he's basically saying that he didn't like black people. Don't like black people. Don't can't stand them. Um, and another tweet or text that he sent out, basically he said black people should bow down to him and treat him like a king. They should be. They should be bowing to me and bringing me gifts because he's, he's, he did something on the rest to. Um, I guess he thought to defuse the situation, but you ignited a totally you ignited something all together because people realize now that I don't care. Listen, I respect police officers wholeheartedly. They have a tough job. It's not easy, and everybody should not be a cop. I respect police officers, good police officers, because their their job is not easy from coast to coast all around the world. Being a cop is not it's not for everybody. And I respect police officers. But once again, I will say this. If you're racist, if you're crooked, if you abuse your power, I have no respect for you whatsoever. I don't care how you train to become one, the knowledge that you have, what you did to get that badge. Once you reveal what's in your head and what's in your heart, and you're coming at people saying that you hate another race of people and that they should bow down to you like you're a king and bring you gifts and kiss your ring and kiss your feet, I have no respect for you whatsoever. And cops like that should be exposed. They should be exposed. You should expose them all around the world, all over this country. Because when you have people who are in position of power like that, how do you, and a lot of people saying, well, you can just retrain them. You can just um, go to retraining and refresh your training. How do you how do you reform or refresh what's in somebody's head and what's in somebody's heart? Who they've been thinking and believing that way probably since birth. Who have been trained to go in that way since they were a kid. And now they have a badge, a position of power, and who affect not only black people, but affect lives across the board. Because when you're a cop, you are in a position of power. You have the authority to arrest people people and if need be to shoot and kill people if you feel like you if you quote unquote feel like your life is in danger and when you're thinking like that and you're spewing out that kind of nonsense talking about you hate black people and black people should bow down to you and black people should kiss your ring and bring you gifts no you should not be in that position there is no retraining for that there is no refresher training for someone who is racist and believes in their heart that they don't like black people and black people should bow down there is no type of reach refresher training for that. So kudos to the San Jose Police Department for, for firing that person over those text messages because if you're a cop and you're in a position of power like that, but you have that way of thinking towards another race of people, no, you should not be in that, you should not be allowed 
to be in that position of power. That's just my humble opinion. And um yeah, that's the, that's just the way I feel about it. Anyway, let's get into some um college football, NBA, NFL scores that took place over this past weekend, week eleven in college football. Beginning Thursday night, November 9th, Louisville defeated Virginia 31 to 24. This past Saturday, Florida State defeated my Miami Hurricanes 27 to 20. Georgia had no problem with Ole Miss defeating them 52 to 17. Michigan defeated Penn State without Jim Harbaugh as the head coach. I will get into that in a minute. Defeating them 24 to 15. Alabama defeated Kentucky 49 to 21. Uh, Texas Tech defeated Kansas 16 to 13. Tulane defeated Tulsa in a close game 22 to 24. In another tight game, man, Coach Prime is four straight. You guys have lost. Arizona defeated uh, Colorado 34-31. to I think uh, Colorado still is sitting at four wins. I think it's two more games after going to season, so they still have two more chances to become bowl eligible. So we'll see. Kansas State defeating Baylor 59-25. to Washington defeated Utah 35-28. to Missouri defeated Tennessee 36-7. to uh, Central Florida defeated Oklahoma State 45-3. Iowa blank shut out Rutgers 22-0. Oregon State uh, completely shut down Stanford 62-17. Oklahoma defeated West Virginia 59-20. Ohio State defeated Michigan State 38-3. Texas defeated TCU in a close game 29-26. In a shootout, LSU defeated Florida 52-35. In another shootout in two overtimes, North Carolina defeated Duke 47-45. And... Oregon defeated USC 36-27. Other college uh, notes I want to get into real quick. Jim Harbaugh was suspended last week over the um, signal, scandal, stealing of signals and plays. Uh, the Big Ten defeated, uh, suspended him for the rest of the uh, rest of the regular season. Uh, Michigan went into Penn State, got that victory still, but... Uh, but in Michigan's rebuttal, they're saying that they have evidence that whatever they did as far as stealing, stealing signals or plays and whatnot, that other coaches and other universities have been doing the same. My thing is this. I don't care if you stole signals, stole plays, know exactly what they're running. It still comes in most sports, high school, college, or pro. It still comes down to one thing, execution. And players on the field. That's like when everything, when you, um, like it was like Spygate with uh, the Patriots back in 07 or the Flategate with the Patriots. And, uh, of course, everything, of course, we all know with Watergate back in the 60s, everything now when it's a scandal, everything is a gate. You know, Spygate, the Flategate, I guess this is signal gate or sign gate or whatever. But to suspend that man like that, it's just, I, I, don't, I don't get that. Claiming he was, it was a sportsmanship policy that he violated. This is my first time ever hearing about a sportsmanship policy. And I've been following college football and other sports since I was eight years old, and I'm 40 now. I had never heard of that. So, sportsmanship policy. But um, my coworker, who is a rapper, who is an advocate, who loves Michigan, she's a loyal fan of Michigan uh, football team and Michigan sports, she brought up a good point while we were at work Saturday. She believes that because Jim Harbaugh, who, um, when the NIL deals were done and players were able to start getting paid for their name, image, and likeness and receive endorsements and of that sort, 
he was one of the first coaches to support that and be on board for that and to say that these players should be getting as much as they can because there's a lot of money, millions upon millions of dollars is generated off these players since the beginning of for a long time, for decades. And players should be getting a lot more because the amount of money that's being generated off their name, image, and likeness is in the millions, sometimes hundreds of millions, depending on how well they do on the on the on the court, on the field, on the diamond, and if they win awards, and if, especially if they take that program to a bowl game or a national championship. And a lot of people think that the powers that be, the shield of college football, the NCAA, is coming after him because. Jim Harbaugh has always been known as a player's coach. He's always been known as someone who advocates for the players. And they don't like that. And a lot of people think that because a lot of NFL teams see him, they because of his success that he had when he was coaching at Stanford and his success he had when he was coaching at the San Francisco 49ers, that some pro teams are going to come calling and want his services next year in 2024. And you know what? If I was him, if he decided to leave and go back to the NFL, you can't blame him because I can go back to coach at a level that I had success in, make just as much as money now or more coaching in the NFL. You don't have to worry about these rules and regulations about recruiting this player or saying this player. Or trying. You don't have to worry about that. And even though people are the, the college, it's, it's, a, it's a university, it's a school, but you're dealing with adults. And when you are making millions upon millions of dollars off these kids and you have someone who's in a position of power as a head coach to advocate for that, you're going to find any and everything to come at that man about. And that's what this is about, in my personal opinion. So see what happens with it. But he's still suspended. I think it's two more games left, two big games for that program. Of course, we all know Michigan plays Ohio State at the end of every year. And for the last couple of years, that has determined who goes to the Big Ten Conference Championship and who may be in the college playoffs. So, see what happens. Jimbo Fisher, Coach Jimbo, was fired by Texas A&M um, yesterday. He had um, he transitioned. Of course, we all know he won a national championship when he was at Florida State. He left there and came to Texas A&M. Thought that he was going to revive that program and put them back at national championship prominence and do the same thing for them. It has not panned out that way. He has not even made it to an SEC championship game since he's been there. So I don't even think he's won a division since he's been there. And he signed a 10-year, $95 million extension back in 2021, and he was only into two years. He was only in the three years of that extension, and they have let him go from the program. And basically said that we will give you your, we will buy you out and give you $75 plus million dollars to just go away. I have never seen that before in my life. To give a coach $75 million plus dollars just to leave. Don't coach, don't recruit, don't draw plays, don't even come and cut the grass. Just leave. That is insane. And I guarantee you, there are some alumni at Texas A&M who are very pissed off right now because $75 million plus million dollars for someone who is doing nothing, absolutely nothing for that university ever again. And I get it, Texas, I understand that oil and cattle money out there is deep as the ocean. I totally understand that. 
you should see some of the high school stadiums out there. You can't tell the difference between a high school and college stadium sometimes, sometimes out there. The money out there is just insane. But that's $75 million. That's $75 million, people. Gone. Dead money. But that university has to pay this man to go away. So, whoever the athletic director is, the president, whoever's making these decisions, whoever signed that deal, yeah, there's some alumni out there that are not happy. They are not happy whatsoever. Let's get into some NFL scores real quick. From yesterday. Uh, second. $75 million. <laughs> that's $75 million. Jesus Christ. Let's get some week scores. Scores from week 10, Thursday night football. Chicago Bears defeated Carolina Panthers 16 13. My Dallas Cowboys get back on the winning track in a major way, defeating the New York Giants 49 17. Definitely a major, major game yesterday. Over in the NFL, Frankfurt games over in Germany. The Indianapolis Colts defeating the New England Patriots 10 6. Mac Jones was benched, and that might be the end of him in New England. Uh, Houston, Texas, man, C.J. Stroud. The Texans, man, they are definitely the surprise of the year. Went into Cincinnati and defeated them 32-27. Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Green Bay Packers 23-19. Tampa Bay defeated the Tennessee Titans 20-6. Cleveland Browns came into Baltimore and shocked them, winning 33-31 on the last second field goal. San Francisco 49ers get out there, come off the bye, and get back to their winning ways after losing three straight, defeating the Jacksonville Jaguars 34-3. Uh, Josh Dobbs, man, he continues to be the surprise of the year. Coming in the Minnesota Vikings, they defeated the New Orleans Saints 27-19. Arizona Cardinals in um, Kyle, Kyler Murray's first game back after tearing his ACL, leading them to a victory 25-23 over the Atlanta Falcons. In a shootout, the Los Angeles Detroit Lions defeated the Los Angeles Chargers 41-38. Washington, um, Seattle Seahawks defeated the Washington Commanders 29 29- to 26 and the Las Vegas Raiders defeated the New York Jets 16 to 12. Antonio Pierce is now 2 and 0 as the interim head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. And it's a nice Monday night game. You have the um Denver Broncos visiting the Buffalo Bills, taking on them in Buffalo. Game starts at 8:15 on ABC as well as um ESPN. Last night in the NBA, just want to shout out to Tyrese Maxey of the Philadelphia 76ers. He had a career high of 50 points against the Indianapolis Pacers in that game, and they defeated the Indiana Pacers last night. So congratulations to him. Tyrese Maxey is definitely the future of the 76ers, and they need to tie him up to a long-term, big-time big extension right now and get it out of the way because he's only 23, 24 years old. So that kid can be around for a long period of time for the 76ers. So shout out to Tyrese Maxey in a monster game yesterday that he had. Also, the actors agreed to terms um, after a four-month strike with the um, producers and the writers of the networks of the shows. So a lot of fall lineups that have been delayed because of this strike, they now can come back to work, and I guess they can get started for the um, so for the winter season. So good good for them that they were able to come to some time. I believe it was a two-year deal to get, get the shows back on the um, – Shows back on the air, a lot of fall shows that a lot of people like to watch every fall in September because of the strike. Well, now they can get a chance to watch them now. And also, I want to say congratulations to a new addition. Any new addition. Bobby, Johnny, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, all six of them. <laughs> they will be um in 2024. 
they will have a residency in Las Vegas. We also know what that can do to an artist or a comedian. When you have a residency in Las Vegas, you are pretty much set for life. That means you are on another level. We've seen it do what happened with Janet Jackson. We've seen it with Michael Jackson. We've seen it with Usher. Red Fox is a comedian. We know what a residency in Las Vegas can do to someone's career. And so the fact that New Edition is getting this honor, 40 years that New Edition dropped debut, they, uh, their uh, debut album. 1983, the year I was born, and they are still kicking it, they are still performing, they are still doing their thing, so congratulations to them on getting the residency for 2024 in Las Vegas. We all come from different races, backgrounds, cultures, places, and statuses, but we are more alike than we are different. We can see each other as human, find the common ground and interest, and begin to pick each other's brain, and dig into the core of each other respectfully and peacefully. Only then can we begin to heal each other and truly bridge the gap between all of us. Another episode of The Bridge, get out with Big Ron Brown. I will be posting this to Spotify for podcasters as well as my Twitter page and my Facebook page. People, please stay vigilant. Go get the vaccination. Go get the booster shot. Do what you need to do to stay safe. Pray for one another, and I pray for you also. And I will talk with you guys next week. Until then, stay safe and have a good one. Peace.